Hey y'all, welcome back to But Not All at Once, the podcast for people who truly wish they had invested in Zoom, DoorDash, or maybe a vineyard or two before COVID-19 became part of the national vocabulary. I'm your host, Ann Smith, and I'm glad you're here for a quick chat about a few things we can talk to our friends about. I don't know if you're like me, but if you are, you really want to check on the people you love. We don't get to see each other in the workplace, in the preschool parking lot, at church as we normally did. And instead, we really have to go above and beyond, make an effort, make a call on an actual telephone. Not the kind necessarily with a cord attached to a wall in your kitchen like it's 1995, but, you know, a phone nonetheless. A text every now and then is helpful, but the human voice speaks volumes. And when I reach out to someone I love, it's a struggle to find something to talk about because I go nowhere, I see no one, I do nothing, and I'm kind of a big old bore. Truly, anything we could talk about in terms of national news is a giant buzzkill and nothing we need to be reminded of. So what in the world can you say to your friends right now to make them feel better create a conversation that lasts longer than 10 seconds and isn't depressing and can bridge the gap between post-COVID and pre-new normal life. Let's figure it out. First of all, I think as with any circumstance, honesty is the best policy. Anytime I meet someone or visit someone who's facing a really hard circumstance, if I feel overwhelmed, if I feel underprepared, under-equipped, just have no words, which if you've met me is a pretty rare circumstance, the best thing I can do is level the playing field. Show all my cards, throw them down on the table and say, hey, I don't even know what to say to you right now, but I want you to know I'm here. The equivalent in this circumstance without acting like the world is actually ending is probably just saying, hey, I have nothing new to report. I just wanted to check on you. If you're calling someone who lives alone, I do not. I have five people who share my last name under my roof, generally within my eyesight at all times. Sometimes, if you can't tell by the edge in my voice, it makes me a little antsy. But not all of my friends experience that reality. And I want to make sure they know they haven't been forgotten, that they're loved, someone cares about them, that someone just doesn't have a whole lot of exciting conversation fodder. This isn't, you know, your normal cocktail party chit chat, there's just not that many exciting stories to tell, not that much new material. I mean, basically the most exciting part of my day is if I take a little drive, like some 90-year-old lady in a small town driving her 20-year-old Cadillac around real slow to get a look at who's sitting on the front porch and what they're up to. So just say it. Hey, I don't have that much to tell you. I just wanted to hear your voice which is something my mom tells me every time she calls me, whether we're in quarantine or not, and it's precious. And I wanted you to know I care. So nothing new to report here. What's new with you? And if nothing's new with her, it's very probable that your conversation will take less than three minutes, and that's fine. What matters is that your name is in her call log and that she knows you haven't forgotten about her. I love that. I love to know, even if it's in a missed call or a two-sentence email or a four-word text that someone thought about me. You can be that person today for the low, low price of, you know, four minutes of your time. I think the second best thing you can say 
if you do get someone to answer the phone because she's not on a constant Zoom call or hiding her head under her pillows, I think you're doing great. It really applies to pretty much everything. Parenting, homeschooling, e-learning, working from home, trying not to get a disease, trying to care for people you love who don't live with you, trying to remain connected to your community, but also stay safe and healthy. You're doing great. Are you trying hard? Is your heart in it? Do you really care? You're doing great. I know it's going to feel hollow to just throw that out the first time, but let me promise you that very often, all we need to hear is you are doing a good job. I see you. I'm proud of you. You're doing it. I will never forget, my dad sent me an email, and I'm sure I've talked about this in another episode because it meant so very much to me, but when I was in the deep end of first-time motherhood with my son, who's now 10 years old, confident I was doing negative four things right, not even zero, my dad sent me an email apropos of nothing. I think there was just a picture attached that I'd said, look, isn't he so cute? And he wrote back, I'm so proud of you. I just started bawling on site. I don't even know that I fully opened the email. Just saw, I'm so proud of you. And it felt like someone saw through the phone. Being a first time mom is very much like being in quarantine. You're home. You're not fully dressed. Someone's often crying. There are very few showers and you're not ready for company. And having someone say, I see you. I'm proud of you means everything. So whether that person is furloughed, has lost her job, is applying for a PPP loan, is working her tail off trying to fulfill her regular full-time job requirements while caring for her children who also have e-learning needs, whatever she's facing, tell her you're proud of her. Tell her she's doing a good job because you mean it. I know you do. And it's going to mean everything to her too. The next thing I would suggest you say is a response to what I find to be the most common struggle we are having short of just, OMG, what is happening? After we get past that initial shock argument, the the question is really, what is happening to my body? If you didn't hear our episode last week with a really, really beautifully informed trauma counselor, I recommend you do because she brings such a level of compassion and gentleness that you will want. It's a, it's a hug through your earbuds. You will love it. And next week, we're going to hear from someone who is an intuitive eating expert who talks about listening to your body, listening to its cues, not worrying so much about you know, the social media vibe that is telling you if you don't come out of this with a six pack and, you know, a new skill, you're doing quarantine wrong. All of us, and by all of us, I mean the women that I know and love, are struggling with the fact that we seem to be moving more, even if we're trying to walk or yoga or run or lift weights. And we are eating for comfort because we're trying to survive emotionally and mentally something never before seen. So when that thread, that conversation topic inevitably comes up, I urge you to bring up something in the vein of your abs will be the very last thing I want to check out when I finally get to see you. Your six-pack or lack thereof doesn't even make the top 100 most interesting things about you list and never has, not in the two decades or 20 minutes I've known you. 
I promise I won't ask you to take off your shirt and show me your biceps, triceps, abs, and obliques. Promise. Crisscross. I just want to get you through this. How you look is secondary. I just need you. And I want us to turn that around on ourselves. Because the fact of the matter is, if we are living in a body that survives this quarantine and this virus healthy and whole, we should be shouting praises to the heavens, not standing in front of mirrors, half-dressed, picking ourselves apart, pinching and zooming and comparing ourselves to people on the internet who don't even look like the pictures they're posting. Also, if you follow any Jenners or Kardashians, go ahead and cut that voice out of your mental feedback because... All of that is facetuned. Okay, end of end of TED talk. The next thing that you can say, it's going to vary. Your mileage may vary, but is a hard admission. I'm sleeping more. I'm crying more. I'm forgetful. I'm scared of the change of reentry into society. I can't find the motivation to push through this next step of my business plan. Whatever the hard thing is. Calling to check in can seem a little condescending if everything is super great and we are just loving all of this precious time and soaking up every morsel and just, oh, so thankful for the slowdown, but nothing about it is hard. If we can admit, there are some hard moments and here are what they look like for me. They look like every fifth day I spend three hours in bed staring at the ceiling fan because it's calming. Or I get through the day from eight to one and then at about one, I'm done for the work day and it takes me a while to work myself back up to check in on my work emails at 10 p.m. and I finally check out about 2 a.m. Whatever the truth, whatever normal looks like for you, if you care about someone enough to call and check in on her, say it. Not only does she care and want to encourage you, But she will also be encouraged to know that someone else is not having a pristine porcelain Pinterest perfect quarantine experience because there is no such thing. Okay, I don't know why I use that voice, but consider it like the double bold underlined font of podcasting. So once we get through the admissions of what makes us human, the cracks in the armor of surviving quarantine, I think it's okay to be encouraging. Because you've admitted, yeah, I'm real. This stings. I'm feeling it. You're not alone. But perhaps the most powerful words of encouragement you may have heard me tell this story before I've ever been told is as I paced the halls of a children's hospital, just circled this one block of rooms over and over again because I couldn't bear to go back in there and see my baby with tubes and wires and beeps and alarms, but I also couldn't leave. I told someone I love very much, I can't do this, period, full stop. I can't do it. And she said, you can do it. You are doing it. And I want to say that to you and encourage you to share that word with others. You're doing it. Whatever it is you say you can't do, you're surviving it. You're doing it. You're facing it. And you're not on your own. And let's talk about the ways you're coping. Let's talk about the things that we can squeeze into the minimal amount of energy you have, the minimal amount of motivation and focus and attention. Let's get all of the good things 
just like we focus on getting the greens into our daily diet, what kind of quiet time, what kind of attention to yourself and to what really matters and what is feeding you are you paying? Let's do it. You're doing it. Let's make it a little bit easier for you. And once you have gone through that verbal high five with someone, maybe it's more of a verbal kind of shoulder rub. The next thing I would love for you to say to people you care about is check your mail. Amazon or or small businesses, even better if they're able to ship at this point, is your best friend. Porch drops aren't super possible for people you don't see often, but snail mail, a love note, um, a coloring book for a friend's child to keep her busy while she works, a great new book for someone who could use maybe turning off the news at the end of the day, a little lip gloss or new mascara for someone who could use a bit of self-care and is feeling down in the dumps. Whatever she needs, find $5 and send it to her. Check your mail makes my heart have palpitations of the very best kind, even in my late 30s. Like, yay, Christmas morning. When is the mailman coming? Cue that 1960s song, Mr. Postman, because it's true. I want the mail to come. It's delivered right outside of our front door. (laughs) Bless the postman. So my kids like to hop up. We have glass windows at the very top across the bar. I think our door is probably 85, 90 years old at this point. And they jump like tiny puppies to see out of the window if the postman has come because they want their Sports Illustrated kids or their highlights or their Ranger Rick. Or I want to find what handwritten love note was just delivered and treasure it, clutch it to my chest and feel like I've connected with another human adult somewhere out there. By the way, that's a song from Fievel, and if you don't know what it is, you should Google it. Okay, after we say check your mail, the next step in an encouraging quarantine conversation is going to be something along the lines of, ZOMG, did you know that Hamilton is a movie now? I mean, I know you know they filmed it with the original Broadway cast years ago, but did you know it was going to come out now and not in 2022? Because I thought that In the Heights had to come out first and that got pushed to 2021. And oh my gosh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Disney must really love us. And where are you going to be on July 3rd? Because I'm going to be watching it on Disney Plus. Or have you seen this ridiculous TikTok? What about this article in the New York Times about Jason Isbell? Can you believe he and his wife were so brave and vulnerable about their marriage? This update about Harry and Meghan, do you believe it? Have you watched Little Fires Everywhere? Can you believe how many chokers and cranberry songs they squeezed into the soundtrack? And that, my friends, is what I call distraction. And I'm the queen of it, kind of the CEO. I distract myself all the live long day. And I'd be happy to distract you and your friends, kind of what But Not All at Once is all about, right? So distract her with whatever little fun, non-COVID related piece of conversation you can muster up, make it happen. I would say, after you distract, it's okay to say, all right, so what's the hardest part of this for all of you? Is it the boring Zoom calls? Is it all the homework? Is it trying to wear 17 hats with the energy of a person who should wear half a hat? And when she tells you not minimizing it, that sounds hard. That sounds complicated. That sounds like a lot I remember for the, I will remember till I'm 95 in the lowest points of my life, people who looked me in the eyes and said, that's a lot. I feel that. 
Someone who didn't try to say, it's going to be fine. Everything has a reason. Look for the silver lining. I'm kind of a silver lining gal. Okay, Pollyanna? And I can't find it right now. So let me feel this and then we'll get to the other side eventually. Saying that sounds hard. That sounds complicated. Hearing that voice you love and trust acknowledge what you're feeling. It goes so far. Now, when she veers into a deep dive into, I should never have broken up with him, or I'm eating too many carbs and I know better, and this person is doing a whole 30 even though we're in quarantine, or my kid's teacher thinks I'm an idiot who neglects his education, or my boss just thinks that I am not good enough anymore or living up to expectations, or I can't believe that I can't force myself to drink more water, whatever it is, whether it's a COVID press conference or her own internal dialogue, I want you to tell her, tune that nonsense out. Whether it's internal or external, you do not need that right now. Listen to everything we've talked about today. Don't you have enough on your plate? Yeah, canceled. Next caller. Call declined. We're moving on to the next topic, and it might be about when Adele's new album's going to come out. I don't know, but it's definitely not going to be that, girlfriend. Because you know what? No amount of glute bridges or sit-ups is going to make you feel like quarantine was easy. So shut that line of thought down and pass the mashed potatoes. The final thing I would say, you can tell any person you dare to speak to by phone or Zoom call by choice is, I love you. I remember you. I miss you. And I see you. If you're in, a, in an apartment by yourself, if you are in a crowded house filled with children with different needs, if you are checking in on all the people in your life, if you're falling behind and forgetting everyday work, work tasks, if it's tough for you to make three meals a day, I see you and I love you and I'm here. I wish I had more exciting news to report, but I am here. And I'm still going to be here on the other side of this. And guess what? There will be another side. That's true whether this is a breakup or quarantine. There will be another side. And it's going to be so much better. And we're going to be so much more appreciative of it because we had to walk through this disaster and all these shenanigans. Picture me gesturing wildly to get to the other side. I was there then and I'll be there in the future. And I love you. Okay, if you know someone who needs that talk, if that person is you, you know where to find me, but not all at once on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. I'm all up in them all the time. Unless you're sending some kind of spammy link for inappropriate female relationships, in which case um, I don't need your live feed. So thanks for that, Tatiana from Russia. I'm good. Everyone else, please come, but not all at once at gmail.com. Come join the conversation of the little community we've built there. We're here. You're not the only person feeling this. Whatever this is, we're going to get to the other side of it. And you can do it because you already are. Stop listening to the nonsense that says you're not doing it well enough. We love you. We see you. We remember you. We're going to hug you. Some tailgate in the future. It's going to be amazing. But for now, thanks for listening to this podcast and choosing to be with us week after week. We will be back next week with an episode about intuitive eating, being kind to ourselves and our bodies. And until then, 
I will talk to you on Instagram. I love y'all. Bye, guys.